Riding through this world All alone God takes your soul You're on your own The crow flies straight A perfect line On the devil's back Until you die Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Crossroads Podcast. It's a man of a thousand gimmicks, the dustiest man in the game, the diamond in the rough, the bunny father, Dusty Dave, Diamond Dave. How's everyone doing today? We had some weather. As you guys remember, I had to record my episode late because a certain bunny rabbit, I'm talking to you, Juniper. I'm currently recording this episode right next to her playpen, but uh, she got to my uh, extension cord for my computer. But anyway, we had a great week in wrestling. Fallout from the Royal Rumble, on top of the fact of our challengers starting to uh, consider the machinations of who, in fact, they will challenge at WrestleMania. While we didn't get any answers, uh, I think we can make some pretty good uh, predictions. So let's get right to it. So Raw was actually a pretty packed, uh, pretty packed episode. I mean, uh, we had Ed show up. We had uh, Orton come out telling Edge that he turned him into a liar after winning the Royal Rumble. Which led to another match between them being booked. Uh, This match was also, once again, listed as the final match between the two. Um, Obviously, let's be serious. We can never, 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 never take those uh, match taglines for what it's worth. But uh, we'll get... We'll have a little more discussion about what happened in that match a little later. But Drew McIntyre, after defending his championship against Oldberg in uh, what was probably one of my least favorite matches of the Rumble, um, it seems that we uh, have Drew's next competitor. Next competitor being Sheamus. Sheamus turned on his best friend, Fella, of... So long, over a year, and let's be serious, many a friendship has been destroyed due to championship aspirations. So I'm curious if we're going to get that with uh, Chamber, or if we're going to get that with Fastlane. Um, I'm figuring in the next week or two we're going to get the announcements for Uh, which championships are being challenged by the Rumble winners. The reason why I say that is for the fact that I believe whichever uh, championships the Royal Rumble winners are challenging for, I believe that the other championship 
will uh, have a elimination chamber. Winner goes on to face a champion at WrestleMania. That's my thought. We'll uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, let's uh, let's see what else. Riddle finally got his um shot at Bobby Lashley's United States title. Uh, didn't lead to much. He was disqualified. Um, not really much to say about that. It seems like a disqualification is just how hurt business matches involving Bobby Lashley always uh, seem to go. But I, I definitely do believe there is some tension brewing within the hurt business. I'm not sure if they're going to, you know, do a storyline trying to overcome it. I do think, in fact, it is way too early for the Hurt Business to break up. That's just me. Um, We also have new number one contenders for the Tag Team Championship. Naomi and Lana won a uh, triple threat versus uh, Charlotte and Asuka. And uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Um, I'm happy Naomi's back. I'm curious if we're going to get this turning into that storyline we were talking about before Lana had her injury. Of like Lana's full like overcoming of Nia Jax's bullying. Um, It's great to see Naomi involved in a title picture. Of course, it's not really the one that I'd like. I would personally like her to be involved in a women's championship and not just a tag team championship. But then again, she just got back. Uh, So let's see where it goes. Unfortunately, I am really thinking that the lack of credible tag teams in the women's division is what is in fact leading to this shoddy booking, uh, hot potatoing of the championships, strange bedfellows, uh, put together tag teams, etc., etc., etc. We had Carlito come back to Raw for the first time in ages. Obviously, you guys remember, the boy returned at the Royal Rumble. Uh, he teamed with Jeff Hardy. Uh, and they beat Elias and Jackson Riker. No surprise. That seems to be every Elias storyline. So it is what it is. Um, we had Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross face each other. And we had Alexa do some stuff similar to what The Fiend was doing in the WrestleMania match against John Cena. We had Alexa transform into different iterations of herself. She turned back into uh, Twisted Bliss. Like, I really love these uh, special effects. I'm not going to lie. I'm not really looking forward to when fans are back in the stands and the special effects aren't able to be done anymore. Uh, Obviously, Alexa slash The Fiend are the ones that benefit from uh, from those special effects most of all. Um, but one of the crazy things that happened in the uh, Orton match was uh, 
an Alexa Bliss special effect. Uh, she appears on the sitting on the term the top of the corner turnbuckle and had this black liquid coming out of her mouth. Uh, it was used as a distraction for Edge to beat Randy Orton. Um, I'm assuming that we're going to be getting another Fiend uh, Randy Orton match. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I really am hoping that we get like an even more reimagined Fiend after his being burned alive in the uh, Firefly Inferno match. But I guess we will see. They really are milking the storyline for as much as it is worth. So Raw, for the most part, actually did keep my interest. Um, and we also had Damian Priest beating The Miz uh, after a Bad Bunny distraction. And it does... L- appear that Bad Bunny is going to be trained is in fact currently training in the performance center for a match who knows uh I'm all about it I could only imagine how many eyes the guy brought to WWE just from his appearance at the Royal Rumble and uh as of today his uh Royal Rumble gear the shirts that were available on the shop all sold out. So that is a good sign when you bring in these special appearances, you like their merchandise to sell out. So now let's move on to uh, Wednesday night. Now, usually I'll do NXT, then throw in a dash of AEW. Today I'm going to do the reverse. Uh, two things of note really occurred to me. The first was a uh, wedding angle. Once again, I voiced my opinion on um, wedding angle and the fact that they never do seem to pan out. Um, yeah. Chuck Taylor uh, handcuffed Miro's leg to uh, the corner. And uh, Orange Cassidy came out of the cake to attack Kip Sabian. Miro leaves the company after bad wedding angles. He comes into a company, bad wedding angles. But, hey, apparently a couple days prior, Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford got married. Congratulations to them. Wish you all the best uh, in your lives together. Best of luck. But the bigger thing that happened with... A.W. happened at the end. We had an appearance from Kenta. Kenta attacked John Moxley. And it seems that the Forbidden Door is, in fact, open. Uh, like, literally, I didn't watch this live. I was watching uh, NXT. However, literally, like, my Twitter went batshit crazy, like, holy shit, Kenta, holy shit, Kenta. Thankfully, they uh, retweet the clips. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the month, Kenta and uh, Moxley are going to be having their IWGP United States Championship match at the New Beginnings USA show. So it's nice that 
this is happening. We also do have a Bullet Club New Japan chirping at fake Bullet Club reunion happening in AEW, yada, yada, yada. And just Kenta showing up. So that's now Impact that's showing up. And now NJPW. If this leads to, like, cross appearances, like, please. I wish WWE would do it, but let's be serious. WWE would never do something like that. But just think of all the matches between NJPW stars and AEW stars. And the funniest thing was after the fact, a couple hours later, they announced... A match of a lifetime. Kenta with fellow Bullet Club, quote-unquote, member Kenny Omega. Versus, I believe it's uh, Moxley and... uh, I forget who it is. I want to say... I'm not going to even try and say it. But Moxley and someone else. So, hey, if that's your cup of tea, yeah, that's going to be a great match. But... That's neither here nor there. That is the one for the show. Now, the first thing I want to bring up with NXT is that Edge made an appearance. Obviously, last year, that door opened when Charlotte, who won the Royal Rumble, challenged Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship. That was obviously a big deal. But let's be serious, Edge showing up on NXT a lot cooler. Now, do I think he's going to challenge Finn Balor? No. But Edge has in the past said of NXT that he would love to work with some superstars on NXT because he loves the product. Um, And uh, even in his promo, he made it a point to say that um, while WWE focuses on the E, NXT focuses more on the W, meaning wrestling, which we can all agree. A lot of people will say that NXT is uh, WWE's indie-rific progeny, so to speak. Um, I I really like it, and even though I don't think it's going to happen, imagining an Edge-Finn Balor NXT championship match boggles my mind. Now, before going further on that, there's also word that the NXT Championship might, in fact, be defended at the the grandest stage of them of them all, Showcase of the Immortals, WrestleMania 37 at Raymond James Stadium. I do hope, in fact, this is the case. I love my NXT. It's just a matter of how we get to there. Obviously, we have um. Takeover on February 14th, Vengeance Day. I'm a little put off with the name, especially with the fact that they really are missing the boat on, you know, St. Valentine's Day Massacre. But that's just me. Um, But anyway, so in the Women's Dusty Cup, we had Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai beat Team Ninja, Casey Catanzaro, and Kaden Carter. Not a surprise to me at all. I was expecting this, even though I, I'm i not a fan of Raquel Gonzalez. I love Dakota Kai, but Raquel Gonzalez is causing me to not enjoy Dakota Kai as much. Um, 
Austin Theory beat Leon Ruff. Cool. No big deal. Um, and we had Legado del Fantasma beat uh, Lucha House Party to move on in the uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Um, Edge uh, came out. He said he was specifically looking forward to paying attention to Pete Dunne and uh, Finn Balor's match at uh, at Vengeance Day. Sorry, I keep thinking Valentine's Day Massacre, but they just released that stupid promotion, Vengeance Day, with the similar to the old logo, yada, yada, yada. And even if it's just, in fact, um, saying it, just the fact that Edge is saying that he's paying attention to that match, I think is going to draw a lot of eyes to the uh, product. Um, Jesse Kamea and Tony Storm went to a DQ after an interference from Mercedes Martinez, followed by uh, an appearance from Io Shirai to uh, further set up their triple threat women's championship match at vengeance day. I, I really fucking hate saying vengeance day. If you guys haven't figured that out. Yeah. I really fucking hate it. I absolutely fucking hate it. Anyway, we finally got the Santos Escobar, Kurt Stallion match and Santos won, but really what, stuck out to me with this was Karrion Cross showing up after. Throughout the match, we had Scarlett in a bangerang outfit looking from that platform at the back of the Capitol Wrestling Center. Um, but Karrion Cross uh, did a promo about giving uh, the gift and curse of time to Santos Escobar. I'm assuming this is going to lead to a match between the two of them at Vengeance Day. Now, a lot of people are complaining about that. Oh, Killer Cross isn't 205, yada, yada, yada. Killer Cross isn't going for the 205, uh, for the Cruiserweight Championship. Cross is literally going through anybody on the roster, championship or not, to get back to his place at the NXT Championship challenging level. So... For those of you who are thinking that, oh, he's going to challenge for the Cruiserweight Championship, no, he's not. He, he, he's not. He's just going through everyone, champions and non-champions alike, to make his point to get back to the top. Um, And another match with uh, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic implications was the Undisputed Era going over Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. This was a great match. I really can't say much more about that. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I strongly recommend you uh, go back and watch it. It was a clinic between all four competitors. And I strongly recommend it. And you will like it. Now, the funniest thing was uh, AW did really well. And NXT did not. Uh, NXT lost some viewers from last week. Uh, I don't really pay attention to the uh, ratings, but <laughs> Brian Alvarez, whatever. Um, 
So SmackDown opens up with Roman Reigns coming out, um, quote unquote, demanding uh, edges, demanding edges respect, like he's been doing, a la, uh, like he's been doing to everyone. Um, th- I'll actually talk more about that when Edge did, in fact, show up. Um, but. Bianca Belair, it honestly did look like, in fact, she was going to be challenging f- Sasha for the uh, women SmackDown Women's Championship, and uh, I don't really have to say more about that uh, potential match, but we got in, uh, interrupted by Reginald and Carmella, uh, Carmella talking about, like she always does, that it only took her first time to beat Sasha Banks and Reginald straight up telling Bianca Belair, if you challenge Sasha, you're going to lose. I don't know the point of that. Um, I kind of look at Reginald as a uh, African-American version of uh, James Ellsworth without the um, being inappropriate to underage girls. Uh, But Bianca Belair didn't officially announce it, but it's it it's looking very strong that Bianca Belair is going to challenge Sasha. Now, one of the things I want to point out with this is the fact that while Edge, I believe he's te- considered contracted to Raw, um, Edge went to all three brands. I wish they had Bianca Belair do the same thing. But they're not. So I think that's a huge missed boat. Have Bianca Belair show up on Raw and kind of like, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge to Asuka. Make her way back to the black and gold that she helped put on the map. And it's a travesty she never won that championship. And uh, give Io Shirai, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Who knows? There's still a lot of time that they can do that. But I guess we'll see. Um, continuation of the Dominic Mysterio King Corbin feud. Dominic Mysterio won. Cool. Uh, thanks Ray Mysterio. Thanks Dad. That was a uh, really cool. But one thing I do want to point out: it looked like Corbin had a different cor- a different crown on. Um, if in fact his old crown broke, I missed it. Who knows? That's a very good chance. But Maybe they could just move away from the King gimmick unless they're going to be doing another King of the Ring. Xavier Woods is going to be a King of the Ring. You just uh, take that to the bank. But one thing I do want to point out is Steve Cutler, who uh, him and uh, Wesley Blake were uh, added to Corbin's group as uh the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Steve Culler was released by WWE. Um apparently him and Deanna Perrazzo got COVID. I'm not sure if it was a COVID reason or the fact that they went he went to a New Year's Eve party with someone from another company and then tested positive. Um yeah, that's really as much to say about that. 
but that's just me. Um, another thing that I'd like to uh, mention, Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan. Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan was a barn burner of a match, technical masterpiece. Literally technical masterpiece. And honestly, I thought going into it, Daniel Bryan was going to win, especially after he get uh, claimed he was going to win the Royal Rumble, saying that it's uh, he's approaching his last shot. So I thought he was going to notch up a bunch of a bunch of wins. But Cesaro is also considered the one of the most un, underrated superstars on the roster. And uh, somehow he got busted open during the match, but he did a phenomenal Cesaro, sw- Cesaro swing on Daniel Bryan, followed by making Daniel Bryan tap out to the sharp sharp shooter. Now, one thing I will say, Cesaro has one of the most beautiful sharpshooters. The Rock did too, but obviously, if you remember back in the day, Cesaro uh, squatted up with Natalia and um, Tyson Kidd, so it would make sense that he learned how to do a good sharp sharpshooter. He uh, learned it from the best. Uh, we had a weird match between Bailey and Ruby Riot. Uh, Ruby Riot was accompanied by Liv Morgan to the ring with B- Billy Kay on uh, commentary. Um, Billy Kay kind of uh, led to a distraction that, in fact, led to Bailey winning. And then Billy Kay goes on to chase after Bailey with her resume. So I guess we're going to be getting her doing this with the women's roster for SmackDown. Um, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler beat Otis and Chad Gable. I'm still not understanding the Dirty Dogs tag team name. Uh, their new music's pretty cool, though. Not going to lie. Um... And then really, uh, the other match was Big E defeating Apollo and Sami Zayn for the IC Championship. But uh, all three of these competitors had ample offense. Uh, it looked like Sami was going to win after delivering a halluva kick to Big E. But uh, Apollo actually pulled him off. Uh, off the pin. Another match I strongly recommend uh, you check out. Um, really, the only stuff I'm really, I'm especially digging right now are Bianca and Edge with their uh, challenges. Um, I'm really loving the Alexa Bliss Randy thing. Um, I'm still trying to put my finger on how they're going to, in fact, bring back The Fiend. Who knows? But that's neither here nor there. So that was a shorter show than what you're used to. Um, I had these notes, so I figured I would uh, 
do a different show than I usually do. If you guys know, I usually do my shows with uh, positives and negatives or, you know, highlights or things that I believe are important. I had these notes, so I figure I might as well use them. But that brings us to the end of the show. Um, I'm recording this on a Saturday. Uh, so for those of you who are will have gone to a Super Bowl party, be safe. Uh, be careful. Um, so yeah, let's get to the, uh, let's get to where you can find me. You can find me on Facebook, David Malkowich, M-A-L-K-I-E-W-I-C-H. You can find me on Instagram, O-Z-T-E-P-08. And you can find Queen Juniper, Juniper, Queen of the Bunfort, first of her name, Master of the Playpen, no, Lord of the Playpen, Master of Tritos, at J-U-N-I-P-E-R-B-U-N-Z. You can find me on Twitter at I-N-D-I-E underscore D-U-S-T-Y-D-A-V-E. And you can find the show at T-H-E-K-R-O-S-S-R-H-O-T-E-S. Now, be on the lookout for the news when I... uh get uh updates on the uh design that's being worked on for merchandise be on the lookout for the fourth wall pops youtube channel check out our swag shop and until next time hashtag make it pop and hashtag tiktok do the work diamond dave out